The following podcast may be explicit. It may contain references to and examples of bodily functions. It may also contain infantile humor and profane language. It may also contain some useful information about the tabletop RPG hobby. If you find any of these things offensive, stop listening now. What you should not do is give us a bad review on iTunes because you do not like one of these things. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Eye for an eye, the way that we're rolling, and we got some more fast crying and told we will shock you. We will all you. You will never understand all the hurt that befalls you. Opportunity attack, what's that bitch? I got a big back scratcher, you a bad itch. You're a weak bite, like a flea bite, and we'll kill you like a pony on the prom night. You never knew what hit you in the lock went click, bang yourself like a sinner in a jack chick. Little pamphlet, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Season 15, episode 14 of Happy Jack's RPG podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Sam. My name is Stork. Mm, dishes. Mm. What what uh, species is Yoda? Do we know? Oh, I don't. You want to go your food's here? Oh, yay. Food. Go ahead and get it. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I could find out. It's the floppy-eared green ones, the short right. ones, right? Right. Yeah, but not a Jawa or an Ewok. It could be in. Nobody seen a Jawa's Jawa. ears. It could be a Jawa. Could be. He could be a Jawa. It's possible. It could happen. We've never. It could yeah. happen. And we've never seen his eyes in the dark, so that right. they could glow. All right, chat room. What species <laughs> is Yoda? All right. Um, Phil Vecchione wanted me to mention that in co- his company, Encoded Designs, has a Patreon for NPCs, and if you go to his Patreon page. Patreon.com slash encoded designs with some stuff. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't know if you get there with that or not. He's got a, a sample one that you can look at and then you can like pay a little bit and it, every time he produces one. And it's a, a very, a very complete sort of NPC character sheet. It's their system generic they're, or agnostic, I suppose. It's Phil. He does good work. He does. Nope. He does. So he wanted me to mention that. So I just did. So there you go. You owe me. Uh, I, I don't know, something, a favor. Um, we've got a game convention coming up President's Day weekend at yep. the Hilton Hotel. I'm going to be running, uh, whatchamacallit, Edge of a- Empire. Edge of Empire. Edge of Empire. Hi, my sweet dog. Have and you decided if it's going to be a kid's game or not? I don't, I don't know yet. I'm not sure. Um, I'm also going to be running a game, and I think you're going to be running a game, at uh, the Nerd Strong Gym. Yes. And that's uh, November... 21st. 21st. There's two slots. Is that Saturday or Sunday? I don't remember. It's a Saturday. Saturday. So it's probably a morning and an afternoon? or. Uh, afternoon there's one that's evening. early afternoon and one that's later afternoon. Okay. All right. So uh, do they? Ha- do you know what their URL? Is it nerdstrong.com? I think it's nerdstrong.com, but I could be wrong about that. I think there's a gym, nerdstronggym.com, maybe? Nerdstronggym.com. I'm checking right now. So this is what show prep would be good for. If we did that, <laughs> this has got to be it because it's got David Ned on the cover with his be the hero. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to check out the gym and uh, and play some games, go do that. I'm, I'm assuming I'm supposed to plug it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. I I wish I lived closer to the gym because I would go, but it would be a whale of a drive for me. Yeah. It's on the west side, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. yeah, it's in North Hollywood. It's oh, it's North Hollywood. Okay, yeah. that's not that, that far. No, it's pretty close to me. I actually go to the yoga class there, mm-hmm. and I've been to a few of the other classes. It's really fun. Cool. Do they have yoga with Yoda? Because I think that that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. The, 
That would be awesome. I, t- I told you my idea, right? No. It's the Star Wars yoga. Okay, now everyone getting downward facing at at. <laughs> <laughs> no. Laika, outside. You don't get any Chinese food. But, 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 but I'm the puppy I'm and I'm adorable. All right. Uh, anything else that needs to get plugged? Um, no. Well, one thing real quick. Yeah. Three weeks from now in the, that those places in the middle of the country called, you know, Kansas, in Wichita, the good folks at Metagamers Anonymous are having their game con. It's called Tsunami Con. If you are in that area, go. Throw them some love, because it ought to be a good weekend of gaming. That's Tsunami Con, right? Right. Okay. <clears throat> With a T. Yes, to Tsunami Con. Tsunami. I, being tsunami a silly con. person, am going. Are you? Really? I'm going to go. I'm going to run six games. Oh, you are just... That's crazy. Wow, six games. <laughs> well, I figured if I want to go, I should run as much as I possibly can. Right. So It's an expensive flight out to sit in a darkened room and play or it run games. It won't be dark. They're well lit. That's they're, true. They won't be dark. Okay. But, you know. Yeah. Unless you want to play Vampire. Then it should be dark. No, no, no. It's not blah. It's uh, lisp. You have to lisp. (laughs) I have it on great authority that this is true. Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) Just ask him. (laughs) All right. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about... It's kind of like a a two-fold topic. Ooh. I want to talk about great ways to introduce new players and great ways to alienate new players. <laughs> Hopefully they're not the same thing. So the yin <laughs> and the yang yeah. of, of group okay. dynamics. So ways when you, when you bring a new player into a group, either someone who's new to gaming or just someone who's new to your group, what are good ways to bring them in, make them feel welcome, have them dovetail with the rest of the group to become part of the gang and what are some ways that after that we talk about some ways or ask the chat room the second question because they're good at being negative yes um, <laughs> <laughs> they are they, they are in fact <clears throat> they can come up with the the ways to get rid of someone <laughs> from the group <laughs> if you realize oh my god why did we invite this guy oh that's Jesus, that's easy you I just live. change the game night <laughs> or <know>. the system <laughs> they might, that might do it sometimes yeah uh I don't know. Introducing new players is is I don't. It's always sort of been fairly easy to me. You basically throw a party and you invite them, you know, and you're like, oh, "Come on over." It's well, I don't like games. Well, it's like poker night. Then it's just we get together, we you know talk and we play a game. It'll be fine. It's so once you get them in the house, then you can sort of bait them in. The, Lock the doors. Yeah, right. Then they're stuck. <laughs> um, integrating a person into a party is another thing altogether. Right? right. If somebody's never played a game and you have a bunch of experienced players, that's a no, that's kind of a different thing to my mind. Mm-hmm. But just introducing players, new players. Um like for example, Stu's thinking of running a new game and he might be, you know, having a bunch of new players that are kids and he's thinking about all this stuff and, and I know you have a plan for making that work. So introducing new players is basically just throwing a party and saying, I have this game, come on guys, let's go play. I think for me, it's harder to bring a new person into an existing game than to start a game and have someone new. You've got a group, maybe you've got four players and three of them you know, and one of them said, hey, I've got this buddy, you've never met him, but, you know, um, 
you know, can can he come play? That's easier because we're all starting at the beginning of the game. But if we're in the middle of the game and we if we have to bring in somebody new, I think that's harder because we've already got a, a flow mm-hmm. and now we're we're throwing a rock into the middle of the stream. They don't mean to be a rock, but you know, they can't help it. Um, so one of the things I try to do when I'm bringing a new person into an existing game is give them a little bit of spotlight right off the bat. It's a little bit of pressure, and I usually tell them I'm going to do something like that so that they're, they know. Because what I want to do is put them in the front and let everybody else kind of see how they're going to, th- going to think. Mm-hmm. And then let everyone play off of that. And that usually helps people kind of weave together a little better, in, and, at least in my experience. And maybe let the other players know that you're going to do that as well. That's a good idea. Because that so, way they know, hey, heads up, we've got a new player. I'm going to bring him in. We're going to have like a little sidebar that involves their character to kind of introduce you know them to the party. When I read this, I, w- I understood it as introducing new players as people that had never played an RPG before. That's, As opposed that's okay. to that's introducing right, new player into an, an existing well, group, whatever. could be both. <laughs> it could be both. It's what, whatever, man. It's cool. Hey, man. <laughs> we all we all come here with our own topic, kind of in our mind. If you're not into the whole brevity, you know, <laughs> that's thing. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> that's just like your they opinion, peed man. on your rug, dude. <laughs> it really tied the room together. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nihilist, man. <laughs> um. Here's something I've noticed that happens sometimes. Well, okay, we'd never played with Sam before, and we brought her into like sort of a group of existing friends and such. And, and yeah. was right. that like, was that weird for you or? Um, no, actually, because I've known Kimmy for a long time, so it was comfortable kind of gaming with her. Even though I've never gamed with her, I've cosplayed with her. You know, we've been in kind of like, I guess costumey role-playing situations together so not necessarily a gaming uh scenario but that wasn't a far leap for our friendship and then uh, i'd come and been on the podcast once before right so i had met you i had met you Stu. Mm-hmm. i don't think stork i had met you before but um that was ladies night wasn't it yes yeah. that it was, was you kimmy gina, and gina. Yeah. yes yeah which was a lot of fun so I was excited to come and play the game with you guys, and um, I'm not a very experienced tabletop player, an RPGer, so um, it was a little bit intimidating, but coming in and learning a new system with you guys, because I know not everybody had played Vampire much before, and kind of all learning it together was a little bit less intimidating than, say, coming in and playing a game that you guys were really well-versed in. That's true, yeah, because I've never run it and only played in one session. You have not played it, had not played it, right? No. Uh, Tim had played it some... Kimmy had not played it at all. I, so that I was kind of puts us all on the same footing. I was yeah, under the impression Tim had played it a lot more than he actually has. Well, I just think he's wrong about rules a lot. He's in the chat room, by the way, okay. so I'm going to run him a lot of shit. Okay, good. <laughs> Probably well, for life. I, I basically was asking that because you, you were very quiet for the first... And, and you're not a naturally huge personality, you know, I guess, no. like, like myself and Tim are. But you were very, very quiet. And I was wondering, actually, after, like, the first or second game, like, are we, like, completely steamrolling Sam? Are we, like, not giving her space? We're not giving her time? I, I think maybe that's something to consider when you bring a new player in, is, like, everybody... Back the fuck off a bit and right. let them 
you know, <laughs> have some moments and, and, and see what they're like, too, and try to, you know, integrate their personalities into this big group instead of just blowing in. And yeah, no, and you guys have definitely done that while playing. Like, you let me kind of step up and have my character take leads on things. And even in our first combat, uh, I almost kind of mucked that up for us because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but it made it really fun role-playing-wise, and I learned something from it. So it was really interesting that way. Um, and I'm just kind of the person that, like, I will hang back a little bit and observe until I feel like I have a feel for things <clears throat> and then start to engage more and, right. and more and more throughout the game. So that's just kind of more my play style rather than you guys being two big personalities and steamrolling. I, but I think that that's a good note for anybody that's bringing a new person into the group is to sort of be aware of the fact that they don't know who everybody is. They don't know everybody's play style. They may not even know some of the people in the room. So you have to give them time and space to sort of figure that stuff out. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe a way to introduce a new player into a new group is for the group to back off a little bit and give this person some time and space, which ties in with what Jib was saying. It's like, give them the spotlight. Let them have the spotlight. But I also wouldn't force them into it either. No, don't, don't force them down this road, but just give them a little focus. And... Let them, let them drive. Let them lead where they want to go with that. Um, you know, because players are very different. You're going to have players who are very outgoing and, um, you know, aggressive. You're going to have players who are very shy and retiring, like me. You're going to have, um, you know, players who who pick their moments, and you you kind of have to let them, you know, give them a jump start and let them go, and then. <laughs> feel how what kind of person they're going to be in the game and then let them find their place another way <laughs> to introduce new players tying in with your giving them a spotlight is to give them something integral to the plot something to do rather than mm -hmm. you you find them you know in a bar then they're looking for a job which is i guess okay but you know give them make them integral to the plot so that the, that the players Give them new information, man. Yes. New uh, shit and, has and make come them to light. <laughs> and make right. them important as well, so that it gives this new player, like, hey, you know what, I have this information, I have this. I have a reason for being here now. Man. I've got information, <laughs> man. <laughs> new shit has come to light. No, I, I know stuff. that's a good point, because having, like, a goal or a purpose that's very tangible in the game can give you something to focus on when you're not sure kind of of the rules or the system and it gives you a little bit of kind of like a head start mm -hmm. almost so if you are a newer player and you're like crap i don't know what i'm doing you're like oh i have this magical thing that i need to get over here like you have something tangible that you need right. to well, be doing you, let me ask you this because as as a new player if if let's say you're about to start a game with a brand new group and the GM says, "Okay, I'm going to kind of make you more integral to the to the next to the plot, the next plot line that's going. Um, you know the person that they're going to go rescue. That's uh, like a someone from your background or something like that. Here's all the information about them. Here's who the person is. Da 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 da, -da and this and that. <clears throat> Do you feel that kind of puts you on the spot as a, as a new player? A little bit, but kind of in a good way because it forces you out of your comfort zone as a new player to just." kind of dive in and go for it mm -hmm. which for me is the best way to learn the i'm very like a hands-on learner so i'll learn a little bit from watching other people do it but unless i'm participating i'm not going to really progress experience wise okay and bonus 
it keeps the other players from that whole, we don't, who's this new person? We don't trust our killer thing. Right. right? So, well, we can't kill her. She's got information that's come to light, man. <laughs> information, man. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of does a double purpose there. Plus, uh, it helps the GM as well. Like, these guys have been floundering around for fucking ever. I'm going to give them giant plot hook with new character. Here we go. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think as a new player, I like to have... A purpose, or at least you know, puts me on equal footing now with the new players. Rather than having to show up and like prove yourself, you show up already equipped with with uh, something that's important for the other players, mm-hmm. right? And instead of like, now I gotta wait for the first combat and hope my dice rolls go well before they respect me, kind of crap, right? You know? Which doesn't ever work for me. <laughs> you know, no, that would never work. No. But uh, have they come up with ways to alienate people yet? No, they're talking about other stuff right now. Other yeah, they're not just, listening to us. Other than no. just let them listen they're, to the podcast. They're not listening to us. Um, Can they even hear How us? to alienate a player. Um, have them come in, hand them a stack of books, send them over to the corner to create it, to spend the entire session making a character while the rest of you play. That happened, right? Yes, it did. Was that, that to that, you? Or no, was, no, was it, it wasn't to me. That was a, a horror story we got yeah. a while back. Yeah, that that doesn't even make any sense to me. I doesn't work for me either. But you know, make them start at at level one. And yeah, yeah it's make them start at level when one. everyone else is tenth level. Was you that, make them start that, at first level. What's that French Canadian one where he loses his character from from college? So he makes Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba <right>? Fett. <laughs> the other guys are all like, "If you're not going to take this seriously." Boba Fett? Boba Fett? (laughs) They are too listening, says I am Tim with an exclamation point. Okay. Well, Tim's listening. Uh, The the thing is, it's so many ways to alienate new... That's not even a challenge. I mean, you could do... There's so many... There are so many minefields... (laughs) for true gamers. ...for for pissing anybody (laughs) off. Just make sure nobody bathes correctly. Or, you know, just serve... If they're vegan, make sure you serve, like, beef jerky or whatever. There's a lot of ways to piss off a new player. It's... It, it's <laughs> engage in horribly inappropriate humor, uh, right? Which I don't know. That, that might have the inverse the player, effect, though. But you don't know. You don't know starting out, so you might go, "Hey, wait, what was that?" Yeah. <laughs> There's a kids in the um, hall sketch about that. The, the, the guy keeps trying to say the right thing, and he ends up, you know, he's at a party. He says the wrong thing every time. So finally, he tapes his mouth shut, and then he goes to meet the boss. He's like, mm? <laughs> and the boss like. <gasps> And the, the next thing we're in the car, how was I supposed to know he was a hostage victim? I had no idea. <laughs> Nobody told me. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, he just couldn't win. It's this very hysterical sketch. Uh, but yeah, you, you don't you don't know these people sometimes, you know? I, and that's always amazed me, too, is that people that just play with complete strangers. It's like people you pick up in a, at, a, at a game store or whatever, you know, and you take them home and it's... Oh, you play with them at the game store a few times before you take them God, home. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, don't, that just seems wise. Don't, don't yes. take them home right on the first date. No. no don't take oh, them no, home on the no, first no, date. No. <laughs> Never go all the way on the first date. <laughs> not, yeah. with a, not with a strange Now player. they know where you live. You're going to have to move if they turn out to be creepy. Benji suggests serving Vegemite. During the game. See, that wouldn't work for me because one, one of my regular players is from New Zealand. He likes Vegemite. You would never get rid of him. That's right. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever eaten Vegemite? Yeah. Anybody tried yeah. it? Yeah. Is it any well, good? We, we, we were just talking about this in the forum today. I have it. I had it. I uh-huh. bought a jar of it on Amazon. Uh-huh. And I got a big glop on my knife, and I spread it on some toast, uh-huh. and I ate it. And I, it tastes like a combination of, well, it, it's got a lot of yeast in it, right? Yeah. Right. So it tastes kind of like a combination of this really 
bready kind of taste okay. mixed with salt and hate. <laughs> well, it sounds like something I might like. Um, if, was, you, if you took bullion cubes and made a paste out of it and added yeast, you'd be getting close. And more salt. And more salt. <laughs> really? So that's all. Oh I my happen God. to like it, but but I've if you really told. want a taste treat, though, try Marmite instead. It looks the same. It does. Not in taste. I I've been told by the, uh, on the forum today that I did it wrong. Oh yeah, you did. Uh, th- I think it was Max and stuff. So you take a piece of to- white bread toast, toast it, smear butter on it, then quote. Let that shit sink in, end quote. And then put a thin, and they all stressed, a thin layer of, of Vegemite on it, and then try it. So I'm going to order another jar and try it again. I see. I, I gave that jar to Sarah, because I was like, mm, no, this, <laughs> I, th- this is going to stay in my drawer for the rest of its life. Z- the zombies can eat it when the apocalypse comes. I came up with an interesting idea. I was watching, I, I started watching... Um, What's it called? Walking Dead again. Okay. Whatever the latest season is on Netflix, five or something. Rokugan, the setting for L five R. You know, when people die, um, they burn them because if they don't burn them, they'll reanimate and come back. Yeah. What if Rokugan is the future? Of Walking Dead, right? So the pe- it's people—it's actually sur- a post-apocalyptic world, right? The people have survived; they've lived through the zombie apocalypse, but it's been collapsed down to gone. sort of barbarism. And now it's well, now it's on its, its way on back. Its way Feudalism, back right? Okay. Now it's on its way back, <clears throat> and and now that's why they have to because they all still have the pathogen. So if they die, they will rise up as an animate. So there you go. There's that Pixar. Theory, like how all the pictures are all connected. The films fit together, <laughs> right? And and I think Brave was like a post-apocalyptic world where animals could speak. Is that was it? Brave. Brave. There's no speaking animals in Brave. Specifically, the animals don't speak, even when people get turned into one animals. of them. Anyway, right. I, I'll have to go look up the theory. Of Spoilers. Pixar. Oops, I did it again. I always do that. You played with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Leave right. Brittany alone. <laughs> First email. Do you want to read the first email as a relatively new? You've been on once I can. before. Okay, all right. If you'd like. See, it's under my Chinese food. Hold that's on. fine. No one's no one's given the the newbie jokes to Samantha. That's because that's because the okay. Only, yeah. That is because Tim is proby for life. <laughs> he was. He really wants Benji to be the new proby. Nope. I'm all sorry. the nope. Okay. So this email is from Casey from Sioux Falls. Greetings, cleanse bags. While listening to your recent podcast, I kept agreeing with you so strongly that I had to write in. First, recording games for later listening has saved me from taking notes during sessions. We started recording our games for a friend who was going to miss, and I ended up starting a podcast. Thanks in part to your fine example. As the DM, I love listening to the previous game to help me pick up on plot points and connections that I don't catch in the moment. I think everyone should record games, if for no other reason than as reference material. You know, a bill, 
I'm going I'm to put words in Bill's mouth. Bill basically agrees with that, too, because when he's listening to the Star Wars stuff, he found, figured stuff out and heard stuff and remembered stuff, and it was like, oh, yeah. So, I oh, yeah. I try that. I, I totally fan of it. count on the recordings I have of games. I don't, I don't take notes during the game. I don't have time. So I record, and I listen to them later. It does make a lot of sense, and because now all of a sudden, as a GM, you're not busy thinking around stuff. You actually hear you're like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that happened." Ooh, I can you know make a note. And so that's what that conversation at the other end of the table was about, right? <laughs> so if you, but if you went on a four hour game, that increases your prep time by four hours. Now you listen to it double time, and then they all sound like chipmunks anyway. <laughs> Oh. You just fast. You're one of those guys. Just, <laughs> I've never understood why does that option exist. See, because when I listen to podcasts, it's because I've got an hour and a half commute each way. Right. So I, it's it's like I don't want to listen to it faster. Why the fuck would I want to listen to it faster? I've got an hour and a half drive ahead of me. I'm going to have to be fiddling with my phone to set the next podcast up. I I actually don't listen to them faster. Because I just said that because I wanted to make the chipmunk joke, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I listen to them while I'm working because oh, okay. I'm writing I'm writing code or oh, right. and things like that and it's like it blocks the rest of the world out while I'm working. Okay. So. I can see that. I'm sorry, good. Second, thanks to your encouragement, I have tried running more games at conventions and have ended up running a doozy. Woohoo! Minloco is a long con event happening October twenty third through twenty fifth in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The long con format involves playing the same game with the same characters for four slots. One Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Giving you more of a short campaign experience instead of the usual con one-shot feel. Huh. Registration to run games ends October 9th with attendance and game choice closing October 16th. Give it a plug for me. I think we just did. Yeah. Bam. I am running a Dungeon World game for the regular con and running a one-shot of Mythender, sorry, uh, Saturday night after dinner. This is all your fault, so drink. Mythender. I'll have to look that up. Lastly, I finally tried out Savage Worlds with my home group. I made pre-gens for an Aliens-like scenario. The plan was to have the first set of characters die, and then I would have them play the space marines that came to clean up the mess. Oh, cool. I made one crucial mistake. I made the characters wild cards, and the aliens were mooks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was over quick. (laughs) Everyone had a good time, but they all survived the alien attack and made it to the emergency bunkers just fine. Thanks for introducing me to this great system. Casey from Sioux Falls. P.S. Links! Minloco, Minnesota Long Con, uh, www.conplanner.com. We'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. You don't need to do that. I'm not going to read the thing. Or just Google Minloco, M-I-N-L-O-C-O, yep. with Con Planner in there, and I'm sure it'll show up. And that Savage Worlds game sounds awesome, and I'm not surprised the characters lived, but I think that would just, just make the game that much more fun. Yeah. Mentally yep. Untable Adventures. His, oh, he's got a podcast. That's why you're writing this. Mentally song. Untable. See, it's a pun. See, Mentally Unstable, Mentally Untable. Never mind. <laughs> Rast Liney at podbean.com. R-A-S-T-L-I-N-I-E at podbean.com. I'll put that in the show notes. Dot podbean, not at. D- dot podbean.com. But they're going crazy. What are they What are they saying? Runs? Oh, they're not listening. Okay. Um, email from... 
Jonas Larson from Sweden. Yeah. Greetings, representatives of my favorite podcast. Ah. Before starting my letter proper, I would like to say hi to Simon from Sweden, Andreas from Sweden, and John from Sweden. As you can see, most Swedish Happy Jacks listeners know each other on a first name basis. And also that, from Sweden, is a common surname here. (laughs) Question time. As I explained in earlier letters, I am currently in my spy steampunk Savage Worlds game, um, biding my time as a player until the GM, Simon, who lives in the famous toilet paper town of Sweden. What? Is that uh, that the town is made out of toilet paper, or they make toilet paper? Uh, or it's famous for toilet paper. I'm guessing, toilet I'm guessing paper? Jonas lives like in Malmö or something, and is not a big fan of like Sweden, the town. Is there a town called Sweden? I'm guessing. I, I, I don't think so, but I don't. what do I know? Maybe. maybe. There's a Sweden, Sweden? There's a California, California? There's is a New there? York, New York? This is true. I don't know. Who's got a big... Like thing we could look up countries on that we could find out. You mean the internet? Yeah. If only we had something we could look something up on. The famous. If there were tubes. Famous toilet paper town of Sweden dies of natural causes, and I can retake my GM throne. Oh, you've got one of those groups. (laughs) Since I used to be a GM, and know what a hassle it is to have a player character die in the middle of a session. I made two characters instead of one in the beginning of the campaign. One is my real character. The other is my understudy. If my real character should fall into the dangerous presence of wandering damage, I would, <laughs> I would be able to quickly jump into the, into the game with my understudy without missing precious game time. After playing a few sessions with my main character, I asked the GM if my understudy could make some quick cameos in the campaign so he got an established relationship with the party and just wasn't some random murder hobo the other players must allow to join the group after my old character's demise. Someone on Twitter said that we... had maybe backhandedly implied that we coined the term motor, murder hobo. We did not. No, we no, did not. I we don't know where it came we from. We actually, I've got, for the longest time, I was like, who came up with that? That's such a great Someone term. Someone wrote to us and, and said they'd heard the term before. Yes. I think that's how we first heard about yes. it. Yes. No, I, I don't think we've ever claimed that we created that. No, no, we haven't. But someone, someone, we use it a lot. We do. <clears throat> so uh, if he's listening, I'd like to reiterate, we, we actually have not coined the term murder hobo. No, but we that did adopt it. Yeah. By the way, Uh-oh. motherfucker, guess what I noticed when I was uh, uh, checking the internet this afternoon? I have I no give idea. Up. Vampire, no. Mage yeah. The Ascension 20th Anniversary Edition is now available for purchase and print on demand on DriveThruRPG. I bought it. Set it my way. I got the PDF and I'm getting the uh, the, the book i'm gonna order mine on tuesday yeah i want that book i'm gonna need that book he has for example attended meetings the party had with their boss and been assigned different tasks off screen his latest assignment is has been to travel to another pc's family and escort them to a safe location i've stated with the gm's blessing I've started, with the GM's blessing, to write in-character letters to the other PC, painting a bleak picture of his personal life. Here is a snippet of our last correspondence. 
I'm sorry that it's me writing these letters, but your wife has made it clear that she doesn't want any contact with you whatsoever. (laughs) Your son seems to take your absence well, saying he doesn't miss you at all. I've promised to teach him how to fish next week. Oh, my. (laughs) Damn. He's going to kill you. Uh, I'm almost looking forward to my main character dying, just so I can start to explode the different character arcs i think he means explore explore. the different character arcs (laughs) oh no i think he meant i think he's going to get exploded and plot seeds uh (laughs) that have been planted for my understudy what is your take on this should every player bring a backup character does it steal the spotlight from a main character gives gives it the gm impetus to slaughter pcs without a second thought knowing they are replaceable as always thank you for the reliable haven uh in a trepidatious ocean of despair I'm going to say, I think it's a bad idea. I do, too. I agree. Exactly, because um, what he's talking about right here, he's reading, so in love with the potential of his new character. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing. Another thing is, based on the content of the letter that he wrote from character to character, yeah. do not be shocked when you bring in your replacement character and oh. the guy you've been writing letters to sees you on site and puts a bullet hole in your head. Stabs you in the face. Yeah, his one character is basically single white femaleing the other character yes. right now. Yes, that's <laughs> a very good way to put it. <laughs> nice. Which is kind of fun for him, probably, but... You know... Could make for some drama. And and will. I just think it's it, it will definitely make for some drama. Yeah. That um, would be okay. Which would be okay. But I also think that he's dividing his attention. Yeah, that's what I was waiting to say. I think uh, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not... You're already written off your first character and you're anxious to play this new one and so you're not actually devoting entire right. energy right. You're to not, developing You're not devoted to your character because you've got oh. another character on the side. Yeah. That's right. That's why. Right. Yeah, you're, you're not worried about strange. your main character dying because like, you got this guy got over this, here. You're having an you affair with, with on the side. It's currently an NPC. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. when I heard that, I'm like, hmm, don't sound... No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. Yeah. I mean... If you have the ability and the discipline to build the character and then put it in a folder and forget about it, eh, maybe. Build the character already with connections to the other PCs or with NPCs. Right. And then put it away and forget about it. That's what I would say you should do because otherwise, your 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 real character. I mean, what's your real character doing when you when you decide? Oh, I'm going to play my other character now for a while. And I don't even think you need to roll one up in the beginning. Why, why would you? After if your first character dies, then you spend time rolling up a new character. And hey, using the tips from our our topic, you talk to your GM. You come in with a new plot device that makes right? you integral to well, the party. His pick whole it up his again. whole point is he would he would be able to start in. Well, here's quickly. Here here's the thing. At the point at which he created this alternative character, he had no idea what was going to be going on in the game when he's going to need that character. Absolutely right. Yeah, he has no idea. So, you know, that right there is part of the reason why he's going, well, I want to kind of like nudge this guy in so he's got some ends. You know, and he's dividing his attention. Mm -hmm. He's not focused on the character relationship that he has. You know, so. And you're going to make other player shells. Well, if he gets two players, I want two players. How can he get stuff? <laughs> I, I don't think it'd be a problem if you put the character away. Yeah. Sure. That's that's the problem. Or maybe build the character mechanically 
Don't come up with the background stuff. Determine the background stuff at the time the other character dies, and then say, okay, here's my character. Whose brother is he? And I, and I honestly don't think you're saving that much time. I mean, unless you're doing GURPS or Hero or something where it takes a really long time to build a character, uh, you could, you well, could roll a character World, up. In Savage Worlds is probably, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, hour, 20 minutes. If you include the writing. Right. Yeah. I mean, for, for someone who's not super familiar with it. Yeah, half, half an hour. hour. Yeah. Maybe 45 minutes. That's precious game time. Well, no. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> It is. We we have like forty five minutes discussions about how we're going to open up a box. I had to edit yes. out forty five minutes of a game session because edit. all we talked about was was wine for forty five minutes. Edit. No, That's I was it. I listened to it. I was like, no, 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 this has to go. <laughs> this ha- part has to go. It might have been exciting. People may have been enraged by your wine talk. Nah. <laughs> could have started a a a, uh, a flame war on the forums. Maybe if anybody on the forums listened. To the APs that I put up, they might <laughs> put a link. Uh, I can put a link in the Happy Jacks feed. There's a link on the forums right now. But if you want, I can put a link to the Happy Jacks feed if you want. Okay, we can do that. <clears throat> right. So, thank you for so, the email, but we we don't agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I don't think it's here. a good idea. Don't do it. I think your main character should watch out. That other guy's coming for him. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it's exactly. a good point. <laughs> That's the thing. Either that, or make your character, then make your backup character, which you're now going to be more excited about because it's new, and then that's the one you play and put your first character away, assuming you've never played either. Right. Maybe that way it might work. Okay. And put it in a sealed envelope <laughs> and give it to the GM. It's Say, just... do not open until character X <laughs> dies. And then, then stop pleading for the GM to kill your first character so you can play your second one. You got to stop that too, because you're already like, well, I kind of want my player to. I want to try a new thing. I'm like, I don't mind when players say, "I'm bored of this character. <clears throat> I want to play a new character," and either retire them or want to kill them. I don't have a problem with that. That adds, that actually makes it makes it, I think, easier. Like if, especially if they, if they want the character to die, to die, I think it allows for them to have a really kind of a poignant and meaningful death well i don't mind players then maybe saying, he should just do that because it sounds like he really wants to play a second character we just tell the gm off this guy and then my new character will come in or maybe he goes off into the into the sunset with all of his stuff with all of his stuff that could happen yeah Alright, uh, do's and don'ts of co-GMing from Jason, who would like to read this short email. Uh, I will. Short email. What are your do's and don'ts for co-GMing? From prep to running the game. Thanks. That's it. See, I didn't I didn't bold the next section. Sorry. That was a short email. <laughs> that was a short email. <laughs> uh, well, okay, I guess I can answer this, because I co-GM, co-GM almost all the time. Yeah, yeah but I guess I've only run those con games. Uh, well, First of all, you and your GM need to be friends, and you need to sync up together, and you guys kind of have similar styles, right? That helps a lot. If one guy's really quiet and the other guy's really loud, it's not necessarily going to work, although you can if you sort of sort of divvy up times but or divvy up uh, uh, chores. But the way Dave and I tend to make this work is... Um, you kind of divide the labor, don't we you? We divide the labor a lot. We also get together and we brainstorm together, so we all both have an idea and both have input into the plot. 
Uh, and usually whoever sort of has the better idea of what the plot is, if the guy that came to the table with this great idea, he, I, we, he's usually the one that leads the game, and the other guy's sort of there to help for support. So, for example, this last Freak Show game, Dave had all these great ideas, and I was like, Why don't, you go ahead and, and you... So Dave was the one describing. Dave was the one, um, you know interacting with the people and I was there sort of helping out when the party got split I was setting up the monsters I was you know whispering to Dave and pointing stuff out and you know checking the time and making sure that we kept kept everything going but in the past it's been the other way around where Dave would help with the combat Dave would help with uh, the monsters Dave would you know when the party would split would take those people offside uh, it's it's just an easy division of labor that way what you I don't what you don't want to do is get so caught up in how cool you are that you forget about your players so like you guys start having conversations back and forth, like two NPCs talking to each other, and then you know an hour and a half later you look up and your players are staring at you bored. Uh, you don't want to masturbate too much. You're there to help facilitate a game, not for you, but for the players. Yes, um, it can be a real, it can be really tempting to just play off each other all day long or all night long. You're, you're not a vaudeville act. No, but it can happen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, there's. There's a there's an ease and a joy to it if you have somebody that's that's willing to like you know they see where the the, the encounter is going and they they either look up in the monster manual some some monsters for you so that when you all right so you get to the clearing and and they're handing you right a, a stack of cobalts or a stat sheets or something they've already anticipated so when it's working really well I mean it, a game can really hum along also you know it's like. Uh, I got to take a phone call. I got to go to the bathroom. It's, there's somebody there to pick up the pieces and, and keep it going. But again, you have to, you do have to communicate. Dave and I usually meet um, ahead of time. We hash out the thing for a couple hours. We we go through what we're going to need. We're going to go through what we're going to do. And I think if you're going to co GM, uh, uh, especially uh, sessions, you should get together at least once before the session and uh, talk about what you guys have planned for the next session. I mean, the, the way I prep for games. It's like a continuous process. At uh-huh. any given time, I'm thinking about, like, this morning, I got up at 4.30 and I went for my run. While I'm doing that, I'm thinking about Sunday's vampire game. I start thinking in my head, mm-hmm. <coughs> you had a second player, a second GM into that equation. Yeah. Whatever information I'm coming up with, I've got to f- share it with whoever that co-GM and, is. And vice versa. Right, and stuff there, and then come to some kind of a synthesis where we figure out exactly how things are going to go down the road. I did co-GM with... Bill. Bill. No. Well, yeah, that was more of a adversary GM and yeah. regular GM, but... Uh, I forgot his name. B-Team. Um, Are you talking about at a con? Or? No, no, we ran a, 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 short, a short game, um, a short Savage Worlds fantasy game. I wasn't there. I thought you were in it. I don't think so. Maybe not. <sighs> this is going to kill me. <laughs> anyway, I'll keep talking while the you're guy with the, the guy, He used to go... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember? No, it's not a really? I have okay. no idea who you're talking that, about. That group of people, yeah. the one who moved away, C.A. Dave, Hosier Rob, Clockwork, and... Veramond. No. 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 Meryl? Not Meryl. Not Meryl. I was thinking no. of Meryl, but I couldn't remember the Not name. Not Meryl. <sighs> Gammon? Gammon! Gammon. Okay. Gammon. Gammon. I re- I, I, we, he and I co-GM'd, and we were emailing each other. See, I wasn't almost, in that game. I have, I have almost, no recollection of that. Really? No recollection. We only ran like four sessions of it. 
But um, we were we were emailing each other almost daily. We yeah. Had, we had a Google Doc. It's like, and I set up a few different Google Docs. Here's what might be happening story wise. Here's this and that. Um, and I found it to be kind of a lot of work. Because I'm very used to in my head just mm-hmm. kind of figuring out what's happening. And if I come up with a good idea and I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. You write it down. Don't put it in one note. Well, and you definitely can do that. And, and what, the way I would do that is that the person that came up with that really great idea is like, "Great, you take it tonight. You know, right, go for it." And then, and then, it's nice to have that co-GM because then they're there when you're when you're dead. You don't have an idea, or it goes sideways, and you weren't prepared for it. And you're like, "I got this." Right. And they, or that's the other nice thing when it's just you, and all of a sudden the players hit you with, "Bam! Here's your yeah. plot twist, motherfucker. What are you going to do? Go to the bathroom." Well. Right, but if you got two players, one of the players can stall while the other player goes to the bathroom and figure out what to do. It's also nice to have a sounding board. You know, it's just nice right. to have somebody to to bounce ideas off of. Davis and I also have corrected each other. Like, well, if this and this and this happens, then they can't do that. Like, oh, yeah, hmm, right. We need to fix that. So it's I don't know. I find that there's more benefits to it than than a detractor. But you do need to communicate, and you do need to sort of have a sympath, you know, sympathetic mind. You can't just sort of Pick a guy at random and let's let's run a game together. You guys got to know if you can play well yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Um, I we next time Hozier Rob is here, we have to have him say I fucking hate Skechers. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in the soundboard and like crank up the pitch. So I fucking hate Skechers. <laughs> what? Okay. Why you won't need to do that? No, it'd be even funnier the higher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next email. Wearing Skechers, haters gonna hate. Benji, laying, ooh, smack down. We gotta get Benji and Hoja Rob in here at the same time. What? Bring is your he, Skechers when you come. When you come. Is he? Is he talking smack in there? Yeah, no, it says wearing Skechers, haters gonna hate. That's what Benji said. Wow. <laughs> I think I think Rob had like a traumatic. I was running in Skechers or something, and they blew out on him, and he fell on his face or something. He's just hates. <laughs> he had a Skechers blow. Yeah, out. I think because he said they're cheap and they break, and I, maybe he he lost the big soccer game because his Skechers fell apart in mid game. I don't know what it is, but it's it's deep rooted hatred. I okay, every emotion is deeply rooted with Rob. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Rob hates intensely the most obscure and insignificant things ever. It's good to have a hobby. Everyone needs one. You know. I fucking hate bikers. I hate Raiders, red paper. Raiders I fucking fans. hate red paper. Right. <laughs> Not the Raiders. Raiders fans. Raiders fans. <laughs> right. I just I think we should make up what, whatever story it is about the Skechers. You know, it's like the Skechers fell off the wire that he was walking under and killed his girlfriend. So therefore, you know, he's been. Oh, like, give him like a like a yeah, super, we should super all, villain yeah, origin. Just right. some, <laughs> did you realize there was a question too? Did you read the question? No, too? I never did. We'll keep going. Con stereotypes for the end of the world. Escape the con game from Steve. That's another email. Isn't oh, it's, it? a, it's another it's email. a separate I'm email. Sorry, you want to read it or no? Sure, why not? Are you sure? Because you, you must be winded from that last <sighs> one. <laughs> Hey crew, I've been bouncing around an idea for a one shot of FFG's End of the World. Oh, it's FFG Five Fantasy Flight Games. Yes, yeah. yeah. Fantasy Flight Games. I've never even heard of End of the World, the zombie oh, apocalypse. It's, great. it's fabulous. Where does it have special dice? No, it does have a, a very intriguing character creation system, though. Oh, really? You make yourself. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, in making yourself, I think he's still going to talk about. He's going to talk about it. So go ahead, go ahead, just read. I won't ramble. 
End of the world zombie apocalypse. Wherein the players are people at a game con when the zombie apocalypse strikes. Very awesome. Yes. Very awesome. <laughs> the first question I have involves the use of pre-gen characters. The game is a pretty cool system intended for creating the players as characters, which involves the group voting on attributes. Oh, that's not going to get uncomfortable. Nope. <laughs> but that's I part have, of the fun. I no, have no, no, a no, 160 stu- IQ. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no. Stork, you need to we take make fat fun of you behind well, your back. Fat. <laughs> okay, the way, the way the voting mechanic works, you give yourself an attribute score. If memory serves, it's like between one and six. I okay. Think. <clears throat> And then um, the others vote on it, and based on the results of the voting... Anonymously, I hope. Anonymously. <laughs> and if and basically, they can do three, one of three things. They can say, your score should be higher, your score should be lower, or they agree with your score. <laughs> if the preponderance of people say that your score should be higher, it bumps up by one. Okay. If they say it should be lower, it bumps down by one. Okay. That's it. All right. You know, I once made myself as a sim, right? Just, you know, like in the game sim, like sim one or sim two or something, and then just watch myself die a lonely existence. <laughs> don't make your sim character. It's just horrifying how, how pathetic and sad you really well, are. Well, that would just be your... Never mind. I know, it was. I know, I just watched myself sit at home and... <laughs> oh, oh, Benji said that a cop gave Hoja Rob a beat down with a pair of sketches. With a pair of... Right. <laughs> Well, they're they're cheap. It probably didn't last very long. You like hit them once and they shattered. No, Maybe he tried to run from the cops and they blew out. And right. then, you know, that's probably what happened. Because <laughs> he's he's kind of from the hood. He's, he's kind of from the. Yeah. Hood. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a little bit gangster. What the hell was that? The game is a. He's a little gangster. <laughs> no wonder he got beat by those sketchers. <laughs> Maybe he grew up in a pair. We love you, Rob. <laughs> So poor they lived in Skechers. <laughs> Along with his with his twelve siblings. <laughs> it's a Skechers box in his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh I fucking hate Skechers. I'm writing a song. <laughs> uh, see, the game is a pretty cool system intended for creative we we crack ourselves up if nothing else. Uh, players and characters which have always attributes. Normally I'd be all for this. But I plan to run the oh God, I can't read. But I plan to run online for a group using voice chat. Oh, they this, may have n- not know each other. They don't. Uh, okay. okay. I, I, in reading the email, they don't. Okay. This means we won't be able to see each other and not anyone or not everyone <laughs> will even know the players pre others previous. I'm navigating my way through that sentence, an emerging surprise on the other end. So you're giving yourself a constitution of six? Turn the camera around. Let me see your butt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Since the rules have you vote on the other player's characteristics, I feel like this makes for fairly arbitrary. Uh, I'd also, I'm also concerned it will waste table time we could use to play. So question one is, do we make ourselves or do pregens? I would do pregens. I think so. It's too. a really neat idea, but if you're dealing with people who don't know each other, that it, would, it seems to me yeah. half of the uncomfortable fun of playing this game would be yeah. voting on each other's attributes, right? Because then uh, you're basically on the honor system if you don't know each other, and you're like, yeah, or you're just making I shit totally up. Totally have charisma. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh yeah, I got a high. You know, sure, well, why not? You got a high IQ. What the hell? I don't know you. 
I'm I'm actually going to take a middle ground here because okay. I see his point because they can't see each other. I I see that. However, one of the co- elements of of character creation is the items that your character has is what you are carrying, is what you are physically carrying. What's what is in your pockets right now? A pair of keys and a wallet and some Altoids. That's what you have, equipment-wise. Okay. So when I, I show up to the game, i got to make sure I like have knives. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a backpack full of water and yeah. a 9mm and several magazines. <laughs> I'll, 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 start, I'll, start keeping a, I'll start keeping my 38. Bucket. Get arrested right. at the hotel entrance. <laughs> <laughs> if you know you're in the game. Right. So, sir, uh, we don't allow firearms <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> no, oh, no, but no, I play a game. It's, it's, good. it's just it's a for LARP. a tabletop game. <laughs> it's a LARP. I'm good. <laughs> Wow. That's the fucked thing. It's not a LARP. No. <laughs> no. If a LARP's like, okay, yeah, he's got a fake gun LARP. No. And ammo. I would bring ammo. A duffel bag of it. Oh, yeah. I would also bring weapons that don't rely on bullets. I No. This game... That's the thing that grosses me out the most about... about um, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, Walking Dead is when they try to save bullets and, like, kill the... Kill the, the the zombies with like knives and sticks and shit because they get duck over them all the time and that fucking freaks me out. Okay, <laughs> this is the thing about zombie movies that has always bothered me. Okay, zombie bites you or claws you, you get the zombie zombie. Well, right, in but Walking you get Dead, the zombie they all have it anyway. Right, right, they all have it anyway. But if you get the zombie goo on you, you you don't. Right, okay. Um, mucus membranes, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as you don't get it in your eyes or your mouth or, your or an open wound. Or Was it 28 pores? Days Later with a crow? He looks up and it dropped into yes. his eye and then he, he ends up, like, he's got... Yeah, a, I was going to mention that because yeah. there are some movies that if you get it in a mucus membrane, then you're toast You're done. Also. Yeah. Well, World War, and you should be. World War Z, in the, when they're at the top of the hotel before they, they get picked up by the helicopter, he, like, is, like, fighting one of the zombies and he, like... It gets splashed with its gunk, and it like gets in his mouth. Uh-oh. And then he tells the whole family to like go get on the helicopter, and he like he's sitting there waiting and counting because he knows how long it takes for the spoilers. <laughs> what? It is in like the beginning. It, it's oh. in the very beginning, and it's like oh, okay. a ten-year-old book. Oh, all right. Also. Well, not to digress, but movie versus book, World War Z, just not the same. Can I flip a few tables right. for a second? Okay. The book's fantastic. Yes, it's a fun movie. That's okay. It's it's a movie based on the title of a book yes. of the same. Name. Oh, just like The Hobbit. It's like yes, somebody <laughs> that didn't read the book but saw the synopsis and was like, "Ooh, let me make a movie with Brad Pitt." Right. I would love to see. I I read the book, the actual physical book. I wish I had known how they had done the the audiobook because it's different actors playing each character in each chapter. There's oh, like a, cool! Yes, Interesting. Each 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 chapter because each chapter is an interview with someone who survived the apocalypse, right? Yeah. And each one is read by a different voice actor playing that character. Oh, that's awesome! That yeah. is cool. So I've never, I've, I've never heard, heard of an audiobook that does that before. I've heard it's fantastic. Uh, Jim Dale, like one of, who reads all the Harry Potter books, has that's won awesome. awards for playing like the most amount of characters or something. And right. he does and a fantastic so job. But he's only one guy. But he does all the characters. And it's got what's his name from Black Flag. It's one of the guys that reads the talkative one. Spoken uh, Danzig. No. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh. Henry Henry Rollins. Rollins. 
Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Question the second. Question two is, if we do use pregens, which I think we've agreed you should, which can... Which, which con? con stereotypes are <laughs> are a must or that or should I include? Ooh, that gets tough. I haven't actually intended a con game, so my knowledge of of the must have sort of people is lacking. That Thanks is a t- that's tough because the fat here's beard. The, well, here's the, the problem. Here's the problem. You're at a con. You're at a game con, and you're going to come up with the stereotypes for the people that go to game cons. <laughs> what is the likelihood that one of those stereotypes is going to be sitting at your table? Yeah. High. Very high. Very high. Very high. <coughs> so do you want to have the smelly fat beard? But do they, yes. rec- do they recognize themselves? Do the smelly fat beards think no, of themselves as other, smelly fat beards? Others around the table <laughs> will, and it, which will cause... But they can't see each other because it's online. <laughs> okay, the whole point of this game is discomfort. Okay, all right. Okay. I know what you're saying, too. I'm playing devil's advocate, but yeah. The chances are of you nailing one of those personalities right there, and they might, they're getting all... I, I I don't I don't want to play this anymore. Why you know, is that like, guy acting just like me? Yeah, or, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone laughing at how he's playing his character? What's but for the sake of argument, because he asked a question, what what stereotypes? Okay, fat beard. Sticky we got that. Fat beard. Smelly fat beard. Uh, the skinny academic collector. How about the know it all? The know it all rules lawyer. Yeah, the rules lawyer. Yes. The war gamer. Well, the, uh, should, should you get the... With the suspenders yes, and the suspenders. fucking bow tie and the button-up shirt right. with the stripes. Yes. yes. And <laughs> the old guy who's like 50 or... Oh, and, the, and the kid <laughs> with his box of magic cards. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Should you have a min-maxer and a power gamer? Or is that more of a is that more of a player choice? How are you going to play your nerd? I think that's more of a player choice, but, okay. you know. Rocket. Know. Oh, and the, the, the harried con organizer. I think you might also include the shy girl, and then mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe and then maybe the angry lesbian just just to just to shake things up a little. Okay, just just to <laughs> the pissed off waitress who's not getting any tips this weekend because oh. there's a fucking game con going on. Right, because she could be in it. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, uh, we missed anything. I think that's it. I know. You need well. I mean, you need to have someone who who does the whole well actually thing. Maybe that's your rules lawyer. You yeah, could that's also kind of your rules, rules lawyer. I think there was a book out years ago <coughs> called "Bimbos of the Death Sun," and it all takes place. It's about a murder in a game con, and they had everything from the cosplayers. They had like a, a, they had this wonderful oh, even description. cosplayers, but cosplayers in there too. Well, they, yeah, if you're going to do that, you have to throw in the furries. They had this wonderful description totally of the three hundred pound woman that the three hundred pound women they're all named Galadriel, and, yeah. and well, hold on a second. If you're going to throw in a furry, so this is like a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe read Bimbos of the Death Sun and pull out all of those uh, particular stereotypes. There you, you go. Know. You have you could you could even do like the Gary Gygax guy who just somehow is like it was at his con or at his panel when everything goes to hell and he staggers out going you know you know so you have the the learned Stan Lee. scholar Stanley <coughs> Stanley Gary an- Gygax angry Joe, game angry game designer the angry game designer <laughs> <laughs> perfect i want to be the angry game designer <laughs> oh yeah that's it <laughs> um and, and yeah, and the enraged uh, hotel executive staffs. Yeah, yeah. Pick, pick any one throw, of them. You should at least throw one one abu- abused hotel staff person. 
Okay. You also need like the bewildered tourist that really just wanted to go to Disneyland and doesn't understand what's going on in the hotel. <laughs> the, the person who happens to be staying at the hotel or has the misfortune of staying in the hotel where there's a game convention going. Exactly. Right, they're on a layover or they're just dude, they're there to visit family and they're like, what the hell? One, uh, <laughs> one of like, the the game cons. It was a uh, uh, orc con because it was in February. Mm-hmm. At that was the same weekend as the NBA All Star Game. That's that in, that happened three or four times, and yes, there was a awesome. no more bewildered bunch of people than the people who were going to the to the All Star Game. It was a bizarre you, elevator ride. It was because it was, <laughs> they were really confused. And these tall, beautiful people with yes. a lot of money, yes, who who flew from wherever they're from to go see it, and a bunch of fat beards in a, in an elevator, right? In an elevator, <laughs> awesome. They were very confused. Yes. Very funny. There was. I remember riding in the elevator, and they were like, "Okay, yeah." They're you know they're, they're I, right. And they're, they smell good. They look good. They got their trophy wives with them, and oh, you yeah. know, And we're all like, "I, we get I have never seen more women in stiletto heels in <laughs> yep. one weekend." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they either smell really good or they smell like pot. Yeah, there was or a lot of that. Is, yeah. Not a lot of pot smoking at game cons. No, they're all too busy gaming. I guess so. Yeah. Well, you can spend your money on games, or you can spend your money on pot. Yeah. In my, in, in my day, we used to spend it on both. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that that was when the economy could have you could afford such things. I think <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I know a couple of people that take hallucinogens at game cons. Which I know for a fact there are a couple. Yes. Yeah, they've been in my games. I, it's great <laughs> when they are too. Okay, you can have when they're the in your time. games. <laughs> Michael Phillips on paid play tests. This harkens back to last week. Yep. Yes. We had the email about because we couldn't understand why you would like. Why would you pay to be in a play test? What the hell? That well, I, like- I bought the Traveler book for twenty bucks. Fair enough. Uh, one big reason to do paid betas, betas, for those of you in the UK, is to filter playtest feedback. It turns out when you do an open playtest from people with little or no investment in your game, you get a little bit of crappy feedback from a whole lot of people. Paid playtest tends to give you more feedback in depth from a smaller set of people who are more invested in your product. I, I think that's a very valid point. <coughs> Okay, so that's the only reason I could see to have a pay play test. I, and I get that. That makes a perfect sense because now it's like, I've paid my money. I will give you valid feedback as opposed to, I got I had four hours to kill, so I'm here. Okay, I bought, I bought the Traveler book because I wanted to read it and see what kind of changes it had. Okay. No intention of running it. Right. None. I will bet that's the majority of people who bought it. <clears throat> and, and, and we got a coupon for 20 bucks. Off the actual game when it comes out. And you, you like Mongoose Traveler a lot. I love Mongoose so Traveler. So I think that there was also a curiosity in your mind as well just to see what they've done to it or what <clears> they're <throat> going to do to it. And what do you think, by the way, so far? Uh, they added uh, pre-career stuff. Yeah. Like you go to a college or a prep school or a military academy. Okay. So they've added that phase, like an early life phase kind of like, to it. Like in the old D&D, the DM's guide, it had like, uh, there's like a chart of like careers you had before you became <coughs> an adventure, like forest or... Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's really all I've read so far. Mechanically, it doesn't look like it's a lot different, but I haven't read very much. They yet. didn't put in all the charts from Mark Miller's Traveler 5 and put them in oh, the front God, of the I book. Hope so. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> uh... So there you go. Thank you, Michael Phillips. Cool. 
I'll get uh, the next. Oh, one. Hold on one second. Yes, sir. Uh, so, should Spirit of Seventy Seven go well? Looking into any other Powered by the Apocalypse games to play or try? Question mark. Cough, cough. Monster Hearts. Question, cough. That's the like teenage monster game, isn't it? That yes, it is. Isn't it like sex charged and kind of creepy? Uh, okay. Let me. Okay, Hive Mind. I'm doing this for you, buddy. The whole deal about sex moves, it's not about the act. It's about the ramifications. So, like, unwanted pregnancies or herpes. Herpes. Okay, (laughs) let let me explain. In Monster Hearts, if two characters get get busy with each other, they do that off camera. We don't want to see it. However, there are strings that get created. Um, Like, it might... Spider-Man! No! 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 It's... But, like... um, You're not helping the the case at all. If... Depending on the playbook that... Which is the character class that you're playing. And and just, you know, for the sake of argument, we're, we're playing a Monster Hearts game, and your character and Sam's character... Get get busy one night. Right. Okay. Sam's character may then have influence over you. Okay. Okay. That's what a sex. Move That's is? what a sex move is. Okay. Okay. It's not how you go about it. It's what happens <laughs> afterwards. Okay. All right. Okay. That that makes a little more sense. Okay. Um, I have played a couple of games of Monster Hearts. Um, couple of them I enjoyed. Couple of them were not so much fun. With games like Monster Hearts, to me, it really comes down to who you're playing with. That's true of anything. That yeah. is true of anything. I think it's even more true of Monster Hearts. I think it's true with a sex move. It's really who you're having your sex move with. <laughs> it's really, it's it's really actually kind of critical. I, 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 will, I, I do not dispute that. Okay, Hive Mind is screaming, no, no, no. <laughs> Did I not? No, did I not accurately no. express it up. that? You're fucking it up, Jim. Just stop already. No, 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 no. <laughs> he happens to be in the chat room. God, you just know he's having a just his brains going. What's faddle? Okay, type faster, fucker. Well, th- th- they're behind by like a minute. Yeah, there's a there's a a big cache. Okay. Uh, miniatures question f- for Jib. I, I'm, I'm going to go tell my kids to go to bed. I'm I will read this. Humans. <clears throat> so, I'm at my local gaming store earlier, and I need to figure out if I am just a cheap bastard curmudgeon or nerd rager or something else. Nerd rager. That's another one he needs to have in the in the con. Yeah. Just a nerd rager. Mm-hmm. The nerd rager. Okay. Carry on. I'm looking for miniatures, and I have not been in the market for a while. Hmm. Not bought miniatures since 1990-ish. That's a while. I have almost 200. He says 200, 100. That's a lot. Um, In various stages of being painted, mostly Ralpartha and Citadel, so I am well covered but could use a few of this or that. Loves me the old Ralparthas. Oh, yeah. Uh, The selection at the store was not great. Single character, pre-painted, colored plastic D&D for about 15 bucks each. No, thank you. Or plastic disassembled wargaming stuff that is completely inappropriate for my needs and crazy expensive. No, thank you. Or a few lead minis also in the $15 or more range with cheap plastic bases covered in slag and also mostly disassembled. No, thank you. One more note about the metal minis. 
The design, not very good. Bad detail compared to what I already have. Downright ugly. Hey, I'm just looking for a few orcs or maybe a cleric or other mace carrier. How hard should that be? Uh, count in the store, zero. Uh, so I guess my question is twofold. One, what happened? Am I a Luddite? Or did minis get real crappy and expensive? Two, I remember a convention where you gave some away. Do you still buy them and where? Thanks, uh, MRCJ. Uh, I'll come. I'll do his PS in a minute after I've we've talked about his question. Is that Mister CJ? I think it is. Okay. Um, but he didn't put a space between them, so I, I just he does right. code Red for what there. So it's MRCJ. Um, okay. Um, what happened? First off, there are good miniatures available. Um, there are also some very bad ones on the market. I have great success with Reaper minis. Um, you will, depending on how good or bad your FLGS is, you may or may not be able to get a decent selection. Uh, I recommend going directly to their website, reapermini.com. Uh, they, you can get pretty much anything you ever, you will ever need from there. Um, there are other manufacturers, the more genre you get in what you're after, uh, you might have to look at other manufacturers. Most of those are probably going to come from Canada or Europe. Uh, but I've had some very good luck. Uh, there is a great miniatures website uh, called leadadventures.de. It's in Germany. Uh, but it's all about miniatures. And they have links and resources to pretty much everything under the sun. That's what I was going to say. With the advent now of the internet, you can literally go on and buy individual minis yeah. of any type. So you type in um, miniature orcs or lead miniature orcs, and a, a thousand sites are going to come up, and you can find the orc you want or in, in multiples even. Oh, right. It's incredibly specific. I remember when I was going to run a, a, a Ghostbusters game, when I was running the Ghostbusters yeah. LA games at the con, they make specific Ghostbusters miniatures. All kinds of different I characters. have to stop you for just one second. Yeah. Hivemind says, okay, Jib was dead on about sex moves being about the ramifications of being intimate with someone. Oh, right. you're, you're redeemed. I am redeemed. Are. I still don't know if I, I want to play it. If I was wrong, I just wanted to know what I was, say, what I was wrong about. Because I thought I understood. So. Oh, and here's where he said, type faster. He said, I'm in Japan! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were saying that it's very okay. specific. Your miniatures. Well, your yeah, I mean, they had like here. Here are like uh, you know, half a dozen different female go- Ghostbusters. Here's half a dozen male Ghostbusters. Here's right. a bunch of goats. It's like all these things that someone has sat down and carved out and created and cast and mass produced. Right. It's. I found a couple awesome. of really good sites, and of course, my brain sucks right now. Yeah. I can't remember a thing, and I wish I could. But it, well, uh, I, I, you know, uh, you go to www.google.com. <laughs> And they will type in uh, the the genre you're looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now as were, far as quality goes, the the Reaper ones seem to be pretty clean. Reaper ones are pretty good. You will get some flash. <clears throat> and any time you have metal miniatures, you're going to get some flash right. unless they have taken them out and cleaned them up. It's part of the molding process. Right. You you just can't help it. It's going to be there. Um, you know, and the, and the, the more often the mold gets used, the more common. The more flash you get. Um, the molds wear out right. over time. 
Um, Reaper is is my go to source for most things because they just make good stuff. I, I I like their stuff. Now we all backed that Kickstarter. I forgot the, bones. the name of them. The Bones oh, Kickstarter. Bones one. And they make plastic. Uh, miniatures, but they're very, very good looking. They are. I, would, uh, I know you say you don't want plastic, but check out Bones Minis. You might be really surprised at the quality. They have a little less detail yeah. than the metal ones do, uh, but they're really good, and they're like a like couple of bucks a pop. I actually find some of them more detailed than some <clears throat> of the metal ones, I because I, I have some old metal ones, and they're just, they're not as well sculpted. A, a lot of that depends on the sculptor. Yeah. And... Um, some of their sculpt sculptors are better than others. Um, there's one guy who does all of the all of his faces are very angular, yeah, and very and I, these don't work for me. But you know, whatever. Um, but I like their stuff. Um, if you specifically want fantasy miniatures and you don't want to have to paint them yourself, uh, Paizo puts out pre-painted plastic minis for basically all of their stuff. I think he said pre-painted D&D, 15 bucks each. No, thank you. What are you guys looking at? Because they're all... I, no, I'm looking at... Uh, hive Mind is just... To, he's going to take it up with you on the forum. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll You're going to be by the flagpole at 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not going to fight because he's going to be right. I was just... I wasn't... Influence was an example. It, it was, I didn't mean it to be he'll determinative. Get, he'll, he'll get you. That's uh, okay. He will get you. Uh, His plug. life is just like Monster Hearts. It's going to be like the schoolyard. Big Bad Con in Oakland. I'm yep. assuming California? Two weeks. October 16th through 18th. Jib and Gina are going. Make yep. him plug it. Plug it. Plug it. Plug Big, it. Big Bad Con. If you have any interest in indie games at all, it plug is the it. indie game con. Okay. It is awesome. There you go. And it's just up the road. In yeah. Oakland. Just in up Oakland. the road. <laughs> 800 miles away. <laughs> we have a lo- very long state. It's a long California. It's a very it's a long, long state. state. Gah! From Terrence. Last it, year when we went... No, it's back to you. Back to me? Just, yeah. just Okay. quick anecdote. Last year when we went, because I'd never done it, we drove all the way up the one. Oh! You know what? That's a beautiful drive. It, it was is. a gorgeous drive. But it it and adds we like found, eight hours. Oh, yeah. And we found the most awesome bed and breakfast. Of course you did. In Capitola. It was yep. spectacular. I I I love driving on the one. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed. God it. damn, it's a long drive. Oh, it is. It is, but it was fun. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Email time, guys, guys, guys. Listening to fifteen twelve, and you read an email about a GM trying to kill an NPC to try to pull some emotions out of the players. I remember this email. Me too. <clears throat> Have him die right in front of the PCs, and for some reason, they cannot help. A sniper shot takes his head off. <clears throat> he is poisoned, etc. I think I championed that particular thing, and you guys all naysayed me. But eh, That's because you're a dick. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now the players have to explain to his loved ones what happened. If he was young, now you have his crying mother and stoic father to explain how the players failed their son. That's Ooh. a nut pinch there. If he was a little older, now is there is the weeping children that don't understand that daddy will never be humming home again. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't we didn't take it that far, did we? <laughs> Just grab him right by the feels. Yeah. Do not sweep it under the rug. If they try to leave, find a reason for them to have to report to his surviving family. 
If the GM is a good actor, he can even try to pull some tears out of himself in order to mess with the players even more. Oh my god. That's why I always keep a tack in my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An onion in a baggie under the table. <laughs> Going like full Pixar in this scenario. <laughs> it works. Trust me. My old GM pulled something similar and made a 40-year-old man outright cry. It was amazing. <laughs> Sweet. Happy gaming, Taryn. Never go full Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was his mistake. I think those are spectacular ideas. Yeah, I love it. Yep. It's a, it, it's you as a GM. It's very hard to know when the players are going to get attached to an NPC. You really don't know who it's going to have. <coughs> Whatever quality it is that's going to have that particular player go, I like that NPC. That's the guy. That's the guy. You know, that that's the person I'm going to have a connection with. Or even even it might be a negative connection, but that that PC for that player suddenly bursts to life. Yeah, and it's impossible for the GM to know who that's going to be. And I have yet to figure out how to manipulate the situation to cause that to happen. I just don't know. It's a mystery right now. Maybe one day there'll be a formula we can uh, coldly manipulate players. Uh, some of it, you, some of it you, you just don't know you're doing it. You could just become a sociopath. That would make <laughs> it a lot easier. It would. A lot of it has to do with... I, I don't I've know what your problem is. I've seen you do is. it. You just don't notice it. Is that you, you imbue the interesting NPCs <laughs> with interesting personalities and quirks. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we become interested in them, and then we start finding out more about their backstory, which you already have, also have created. Now we're, now we're attached to them. Take Bird Staff for example. Uh, there was also Master Ego, and then there was the there was the Swordsman. His, his that that we were all like, these guys are really interesting. Hmm. Um, oh, oh, the guy that was that sat out in yeah. front of the daimyo and yeah, yeah. right. <clears throat> okay, yeah. You you didn't know you did it, but we all became attached to. Uh, yeah, I, but I don't know which one's going to do that and which one's not. The the listeners got attached to them too. Yeah, yeah. I liked Ueda. He was yeah. Uh, Ueda yeah. was great. Ueda was, was fabulous. Awesome. I I kind of pictured Ueda as um, physically as the the big guy in um, oh never mind never mind. Oh, um, uh, I know it's a cartoon. Oh, okay. Not the one I'm thinking. Of. Um, <clears throat> they're they're in South America. Um, South America cartoon. It's like ancient. My Aztecs. big big friend. No, nah, never mind. That's from Brazil. <laughs> My kids mind. used to watch it. My um, I do want to. Um, Chavo. <laughs> never, never mind. I blew it. I blew it. Um, Hive. I was trying to champion your cause too because I'm I'm in favor. Uh, I'm right there with you. Venture Brothers. No. <laughs> South America. Johnny Quest. No. Is that t- they may have gone to South America. They did. I'm sure they, they, did. Did. they did. They did. Yeah. Doctor Zim was there. I don't know. Jim, Jim, Jalabim. Anything else we need to talk? Uh, plug, plug. That's it. I think we're done. Are we done? Really? 75, oh, 75. Short show. All right. Yeah, we didn't have that many emails. I was actually surprised. Yeah, I I'm was like, surprised. Oh, if you'd like to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Up until the time when I made the, the, um, the show notes, yeah. all of the emails from the last episode were included. 
And we all don't even. I mean, there's two or three that haven't been included, and we don't even have any sponsors, so that we can't. That doesn't even take up room. There will be coming one coming. Yes, up. Temujin, the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah. right, a Disney cartoon. See, we were thinking like episodic or something. I'm like, right. it, was it the Herculoids? What? Yeah, yeah. Never saw it. Emperor's New Groove, where he's uh, Gronk, or yeah, it's the same guy that plays in the Venture Brothers. Same voice, same guy. Yeah, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. <clears throat> But I was, that's how I, I pictured a way to... Was, Patrick Warbutton, I think, isn't yeah. it? Warburton, yes. Yeah, you also played the tick in the yes. live action, yeah. Oh, God, I hated that. <laughs> I knew. I you couldn't were, stand you, the live action tick. It was awful. Yes. Yeah, the it was. cartoon? It was. The cartoon was fantastic. Live action, I'm like, oh, my soul is crying. <laughs> so horrible. Well, mine would be if I had one. It apparently was uncomfortable to shoot too. These guys are in those suits. And well, yeah, it was he not like fun. a fucking idiot. Well, uh, and why is an idiot? Why doesn't he have the white the the white eyes? Why didn't why couldn't it cover his face and have the white? It's too expensive. And how come he did? How is it too expensive? No, they could have they could have done that. <laughs> he just had the big chin. He had well, he sort of naturally had a big chin, not big enough. No. But, but big. Nobody but does. Why was Except it Leno, his face? Because he looked like a I, fucking idiot. I don't know, Stu. That really killed me. I'm like, really? That's <laughs> what you're going to do to the tick? <laughs> such such rage. Such rage. Oh, that pissed me off. Uh, that pissed me off. And I remember Tappy going, oh, no, it's awesome. You should watch it. Here's a DVD of all of them. I'm like, fuck you. Threw it across Tappy the was on crack, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's call it. All right. I haven't used the soundboard at all. You know what? You, you need a, a spoon in there somewhere. Spoon. spoon. Yeah. I'll grab it from the, from the YouTube's. Yes, off the cartoon and Batman. Well, <laughs> Deflator Mouse. I know. Actually, yeah. Right. But yeah. American Made was, I think, my favorite shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was saying that. What? American Made was, I think, my favorite shoe thrower shoe. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they have a rush? <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they have a, a, a rush? Broken stew. Two grown men. I, I crocked myself up. It's it's hysterical. Uh, yeah, I live for these moments when I can just destroy <laughs> stew. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and everyone's listening going, what? What? Why was that funny? It's like, because you weren't here. Can't, I can't it explain was, it. Well, they heard, was. I think they figured out what's going on. Because it was very, it was a very audible thing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 14 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. And I'm Sam. This is Stork. This is Jeb. And join us next week on Friday, 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time for another episode. Email us at happychecksrpg at gmail.com. And until then, we'll leave you with a song. You spied her across the tavern floor A glimpse of her smile made you hungry for more So drink up your courage and don't be discouraged By the dozens of men hoping to strike out again Be drunk and eat merry For tomorrow she might be dry For if you don't strike, well your chances are right You'll regret it for the rest of your life this is your night to give it a try You can't let a moment like this pass you by You know when she's drinking She may not be thinking of the ramifications Of betting a foul troll like you Be drunk and eat merry For tomorrow she might be dry For if you don't strike for well, your chances are right You'll regret it for the rest of your life a time on this earth, it isn't too long So stand up and man up, be brave and be strong Put yourself on the field, there's no time to yield Have another drink, and here's to you getting some stink Be drunk and eat merry, for tomorrow she might be dry For if you don't strike, all well, your chances are right You'll regret it for the rest of your life for if you don't strike, well your chances are right You'll regret it for the rest of your life The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire Bum 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 bum